1: and mighty wind, The Holy Ghost begin to be poured out upon all men wow. hmm, hmm, hmm. This, is this is that Spoken by the Prophet George Spoken by the Prophet, this is, this, is by the prophet this is that Spoken by the Prophet George Spoken by the Prophet George In the last days I pour out my spirit saying the Lord Said they've had too much to drink. He said these men on my drunk as yes, she suppose He commenced the preaching and the wheel begin to flow. They call a in and What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I- Falling and the well still flowing. The promise has an ended. You can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the whole
2: Hello everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It like its radio show. You are tuning into a live uh, broadcast tonight. We've got, um, you can text me, 701-290-7862. We're uh, coming to you live tonight, and uh, you can listen to this. Of course, it's February 19th, 2023 tonight, and this will certainly be on a podcast, and uh, Thankful that people listen to the podcasts. I'm honored that you would. And I do get calls uh, occasionally from people that are not listening to the radio program, listening to the podcast, and don't even know it's not live at that time. But it is, if you're listening, February 19th, 2023, this Sunday night. It's 8.06 Mountain Time here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We are live. Now, You can you can be part of the program tonight by text. 701-290-7862 you can email me robertsimons58 at com, and so certainly would love to have your input uh, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota 501 Elks Drive <laughs> and we have services on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and plus other things that go on throughout the week also so uh, during this broadcast, I'll probably mention that a few times. If you're in this area or anywhere in this Southwest North Dakota area, we can find you a really good church. Uh, we've got churches in Beach, Bowman, Beulah, um, Williston, um, Newtown, Minot, Bismarck, Mandan. So we can find you a church in this area. We uh, just had a great service again today. Uh, new visitors there. Uh, that was that was neat. Uh, always neat when that happens. You know, we've got, it's so funny, and, and I'm just taking a little time here, but I never would have thought that location would have mattered with the church. I, I would have argued with you until we bought this building. I thought the only way people visit churches is by, you know, the one-on-one invitation. Uh, your neighbors go to church there. You work with somebody. that go, And I still think that's the best. But I'm just amazed at how many people show up and they tell me, just like this morning, uh, a, a fellow showed up. He Named Steven, and he told me, he said, I I said, how'd you find us? He said, well, I drive by it on the interstate all the time. We've got a beautiful church <coughs> church building. I I can say this, the best location for a church in Dickinson, we have it. Right on Interstate 94, big old sign, can't miss it. So if you're from the Dickinson area, you already know where we're at. Um, we've got um, people already texting me tonight. Let me see, who, maybe I'll just read some of these. Uh, some of my regulars are texting. We've got Yvonne from Bowman, and and I think Marin probably too. We've got Brother Griffith, uh, Brother Jones from Minneapolis. Uh, Brother Griffith said they had one receive the Holy Ghost in their church today, out in Montana. We have Ben Yoder listening in. Uh, 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 Jason said, "Better be good, Pastor." <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm Jason. I'm going to speak about the same thing I spoke about in church today. We've got. Um, the, we've got uh, Regina and Luke and um, Becky listening tonight. Uh, Brother Johnson's listening. Um, the um, We've got, let's see who else. Tim in North Carolina listening. Okay, well, I've taken some time there. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. And I did bring my guitar in the studio. I might play and sing a little bit. Tonight I'm going to speak about on the radio something that I spoke about at church today, and I'm sure it will come out a little different. It seems like I have, it always does on the radio just because I actually have time to look at my notes. we in church sometimes, I gloss over a few things, but I want to start on Matthew 5.25, where Jesus said, Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Now I realize Jesus is talking about interpersonal relationships here. Uh, He's in a little dialogue about anger, and uh, he's talking about how we got to make things right with people. But I tonight I'd like to bring this teaching um, to our, our relationship with God, that we need to agree with God quickly. And I'm going to tell a story tonight that I hope emphasizes the point, and I hope that everybody's tuned in, that will be tuned in, because this will I'll reference this story throughout the radio show tonight. But what if there was a person drinking and driving? And what if, because of his slowed reaction time, he went through a stop sign and caused a collision with another driver? Both drivers jumped out of their car. There was substantial damage. The driver of the innocent, the innocent driver, the one that wasn't drinking, looked over the damage and he 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 said, um, "I'm not going to call the police. What I want for you to do is to admit to me that that you're sorry, that you were wrong, that it was your fault, and that you're going to be willing to pay me for my damage on my car over the next, you know, maybe over the next year if that's all you can afford. Just pay pay for it as you can afford it." But maybe the drunk driver is thinking like this, boy, I, I only have liability insurance on my car, and if I admit that it's my fault, I'm not going to get my damage paid for. And I'm not going to admit that I'm wrong, and I'm not going to say that I'm sorry. And so the driver that's been drinking said, "I'm going we're going to call the police. And the innocent driver looks at him in a funny way and says, are you sure? Is that what you want to do? Let's call the police? Now I want you to think about the story in the light of where Jesus said in Matthew 5.25, Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. On the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight, this is not... Um, your standard fare of Christian radio or Christian media preaching. I don't care. You know, we don't ask for money on the program. I don't make my living. I I, have, I own a construction business here in Dickinson. You can't buy me. You can't starve me. I just want to tell you the truth. I have no ulterior motives. None. Zero. (laughs) I just want to tell people the truth. I don't, you know, if you come to our church, I'm not going to be a dollar richer. Or if you don't come, I won't be a dollar poorer. Uh, I want to just talk to you straight tonight. Agree with your adversary. Is it possible that mankind has made God their adversary? I believe it is, I know it is, because our sin, even back in the Garden of Eden, between Adam and Eve and God, our sin, their sin, caused a division between God and man. Sin has caused God to be our enemy. Sin has caused us to be enemies of God. And there's a lot of Scripture that backs that up. And like I say, I don't... I'm not trying to build up some kind of a gigantic thing like I'm the only person that knows this, because I'm not, but it seems like sometimes that Christian churches just don't talk about this. We're lost. We need a Savior. We're not basically good. We're basically evil. We were born into sin. We came by it honestly, but we've just continued on with it. We can try to blame Adam and Eve, but we've just followed in their footsteps. And we are against God. We're fighting against God. Isaiah 45 and 9 in the new NLT version says, What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop! You're doing it wrong! Does the pot explain? claim how clumsy can you be how terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father why was I born or if it said to its mother why did you make me this way could it be that we are fighting with God could it be because of sin that God is our adversary you know um not only do men fight against God's will, they don't even care to find out what God's will is. Just like the story I told at the beginning about the man in the accident that was drinking, we were clearly wrong, and he offers us mercy. He's looking for us to admit to our wrong. He's looking to have a, a an admission with no excuses to ask for forgiveness, and then to follow him. But we choose not to do this. Not everybody. But hopefully I'm talking to people in my listening audience that are in this battle with God. Often it the people that tell us about this battle get looked upon as an enemy. And I honestly do get tired of it. I really do. I, I get tired of it. I, I you know, Paul the Apostle Paul in Galatians four and sixteen, he said, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Again, maybe it sounds like I'm being defensive, folks, but it whether you listen to me or not is not going to make me richer or in any way help me. Don't get mad at me if I tell you the truth. In the old testament, in 1 Kings, there was a wicked king named Ahab, and he came across a prophet named Elijah, and he said, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? Why in the world would the prophet of God be an enemy to this wicked king? Because the king decided. And so tonight, I'm applying Matthew 5.25. Agree with thine adversary quickly. whiles the art in the way with him. Is God our adversary? Is God our adversary? It's time to come to an agreement with him. Text me tonight, 701-290-7860.
3: Hey, mister, I know you don't intend to cause me pain, but it hurts me anyway. Just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about My father That way He's the one who saved me He filled me And forgave me Yes he did When I was just Outlaw on the street He's the one who loves me Listen mister He's the one who takes care of me When I need help My Jesus is a friend to me I used to be a wanderer I was an orphan just like you And I knew someone must have put me here But I had no idea who. I was tired of doing all those things That homeless children do Jesus Christ adopted me When you cursed his name cursed me too He's the one who saved me Yes, he filled me and forgave me, thank you Lord When I was so unworthy and unclean He's the one who loves me Listen, Mr. The one who takes care of me when I need help Oh, my Jesus is a friend to me So, mister, although you don't intend to cause me pain Still, it hurts me every time you take his precious name in vain. Well, you might mean nothing by it, but I'm asking just the same. Jesus means so much to me. Please don't talk about my father that way. Jesus Christ adopted me. Please don't talk about my papa that way.
2: That's an old Lance Appleton song. Pretty heart, uh, pretty touches your heart. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is show. Pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're talking about agree with your adversary quickly. What if our adversary is God? What if we've put ourselves at odds with God? What if we've put ourselves through sin on the wrong side of God? Well, it's t- time to come to an agreement with God. It's, it's time to come to an agreement with Him. You know, this. Um, we've got to come to agreement with God. We've got to do it on His terms. God makes the deals, we either agree with them or we don't. There possibly is somebody out there listening to me tonight that thinks you make the deal with God. Like a friend of mine told me one time, he said, hey, I told God I'd live like the devil till I was 30 and after that I'll give him the rest of my life. I told him, did God okay that deal? Because he didn't. We better find out what God wants us to do, so we can make an agreement with Him. The story that I told about the uh, drunk driver that got into the accident, and the man offered him mercy and said, "Hey, um, just pay me whenever you can. I won't call the police. You just just admit you're wrong, apologize to me." But the man wouldn't do it. He said, "No, I'm not going to do it. You better do it. You don't want to. You don't want to wait." Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. See, this is the kind of deal God's making with us. He said, said, turn around. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon the Lord when? While He's near. The wicked person, the unrighteous person, forsake their way, forsake their thoughts. Return to the Lord. He'll abundantly pardon. You know, here's the deal He's offering you. Seek and call upon the Lord while you can. You know, turn from your wickedness. Return to the Lord. And He said, I'll forgive you. He said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's mercy is more than we can understand. But we've got to come to God on His terms. Don't fight against God. Don't be an enemy of God. Don't try to twist the scriptures to make them say what you want them to say. Twist your life around so it, it it turns into what God wants you to be. One of the bones I pick with the Jehovah Witnesses is that they've taken their Bible, they call it the New World Translation, and they tweaked it to make it go along with their doctrine in several places, in key places. You know, I'd rather tweak my my doctrine to go along with the Bible than to tweak the Bible to go along with my doctrine. When they asked Abraham Lincoln how many, if you called a dog's tail a leg, how many le- uh, legs would a dog have? He said four. Because you can call the tail a leg, but it doesn't make it one. And you can try to change the Bible, but you're not going to change God's Word Boy, is that deceitful. Peter said, he said, they that are unlearned and unstable rest. They twist, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. In my text today in Matthew 5.25, he said, agree with thine adversary quickly. So if you're on the wrong side of God, let's, let's be quick about it. Let's turn this thing around. He said, do it while you're in the way with God. Do it quickly. He said, quickly, whilst thou art in the way. You know, we, this life is pretty fragile. We don't have, we don't have uh, any guarantee of tomorrow. I sure don't. You don't either. I have maybe less guarantee than you do. I'm 64. Maybe you're 44. Maybe there's a better chance you're going to live till tomorrow than me. But neither one of us have a guarantee. And not only that, let's mix in the fact that we're living in the end times and Jesus is coming back and this world is going to come, the way we know it, it's going to come to an end. We need to come to an agreement with God quickly while we're in the way. Second Peter 3, 10 and 11 says, "...the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise." and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Being we're we're not going to be here very long and we have no idea how long that's going to be, what kind of person should we be? You know, I've seen a lot of death lately. I mean within the last and I'm I'm not just talking about but yes even this last year I've seen a lot of death. A lot of death where young people died. A lot of death where you know I I've seen in a I just just at a funeral here last week or the week before. Untimely death. I don't think anybody knew that man was going to die his wife goes to our church. I've seen I've seen people uh, that have made a start for God and then floundered, and the next thing you know, they're dead. I've seen people, I've baptized people in our church that have walked away from God and committed suicide, been in motorcycle accidents. Just in a short period of time, two of my friends that were at one time in our church died in motorcycle accidents. suicides. You know, I, I, I'm i telling you folks, do it quickly. You know, I don't know why I spoke about this in church today, and I have no idea why I'm speaking about it on the air tonight, but maybe God does. Maybe you don't have as much time as you think you do. Maybe you need to agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way. You know, I, I try to be a happy person. Sometimes I'm, I'm humorous, I suppose. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I can make people laugh. I don't really get up trying to be a comedian. But, but you know, when I'm talking about a topic like this, I <coughs> I don't feel like laughing. Like there are backsliders, people that have walked away from God, They're in in this city in Dickinson. Uh, uh, God, I pray that they're listening to me tonight. But I'm not happy about you being backslid. Maybe you got a new job. Maybe you got a great pay increase. Maybe you just bought your first home. Maybe you just got married. Maybe you're having a baby. Maybe you got a new car. But there's something inside of me when you're away from God that I'm, I'm not happy for you. Because what good does all that stuff do if we are on the wrong side of God? Text me tonight. This is you know, a serious program. Of course, you know that. 701-290-7862. I'm going to sometime this evening tell you how to get right with God. I don't usually go a radio broadcast without that. That wouldn't be fair. I'm playing some really old Lance Appleton stuff. When I first came to the Lord, these were the first, some of the first two albums that I had. And so, uh, listen to this. This is some really good uh, old. I mean, the recording's not the greatest, but uh, the words and the harmonica is awesome.
3: There shall be light in the evening time, the road to
2: That doesn't make you move around in your chair. I don't know. You must be something. Must be wrong with you, Pastor Bob. The Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you for the nice texts, um, Brother Johnson, Brother Griffith, Brother Fuller. Brother Griffith texted me Hebrews nine twenty seven, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You know, I am getting there tonight. I got a. I got a. Somebody texted me a better version of the story that I am using. Tonight, about the driver that's been drinking, runs into the innocent person. The innocent person. Let's 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 change the story. Their story is better than my story. The innocent person says, "Listen, I don't want to call the police. You tell me you're sorry, admit that you're wrong, and go to uh, rehab. And I'll pay for it. If you do that, I won't call the police." And the man said, "No, I'm not going to do that." I want to call the police, and he just looked at him like, "Really? You know, uh, we uh, we we need to get things right with God. We need to settle things with God. So you decide not to settle at the scene of the accident. So you decide not to take the kind man's." offer of mercy forgiveness and even paying for you to go to the drug rehab you decide to call the police instead the police show up they smell alcohol on your breath and now you're charged with DUI but you still get stubborn and say no no I'm gonna fight it in court I'll get a good attorney I'm gonna try to prove that it was his fault The court date is set, and you show up. What a surprise. In the waiting room outside, you see the innocent man, the man that offered you mercy. You see him. You walk into the courtroom together. You sit down, but he keeps walking towards the front. They issue a robe to him, and you find out that you ran into the judge. Now, the one that offered you mercy you're facing him as the judge. Wow. Uh, Becky and Regina, Luke, whoever made up that story, I like your story better. I'm going to use that. If I ever preach this again, that's a lot better. Revelation twenty eleven. it says, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away with just casual study you'll find out that Jesus was sitting on the f- throne and now instead of hanging on a cross and offering mercy he was sitting on a throne about to give out judgment to those who had rejected his mercy you know this this uh, radio show tonight is serious and i hope i really hope that i just i'm catching people listening and who have maybe played games with God, maybe you're, you've walked away from God, you've, you've criticized the church and 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 um, you know just came up with all your reasons and excuses and how you're better than even the people that go to church and a bunch of hypocrites there, and you can say all that stuff. But I'm telling you, you better agree with God while you're in the way. You better do it quickly. I, I'm as serious as death right now. You know, it isn't time to play games with God. Jesus was dying on the cross, and Roman soldiers were gambling for his tunic while Jesus was crying out and writhing in pain. They were playing games at the foot of the cross. You know, this, um, you say, well, Pastor Simons, give us a little hope. Where's the love of God in all this? The love of God is he's calling you to turn around. He wants to agree with you or have you agree with him now. While you're in the way. While you're at the seat of the collision. He's offering mercy. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. you know there there are some opportunities that are lost now i believe as long as a person is alive and kicking they've got a chance to turn around cuz i know god's mercy is strong but there are areas you can wreck your life in i'll tell you that sin is destructive you can you can destroy your marriage you can destroy your family you can destroy a lot of things you can destroy your mind I just saw a girl yesterday that used to be in my youth group years ago but the drug addiction has just destroyed her Thank God she's going back to church again call upon the Lord while he's near you know what a what a surprise someday when you walk into to the courtroom of God and realize the Savior has put on the judge's cloth. What a, what a surprise that would be. You know, uh, Jesus in Revelation three nineteen, he said this: "As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent." Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus is standing at your door and knocking. He is the Savior now. He's calling. If you hear his voice, open the door. In James chapter 5 and 9, to contrast Revelation 3.20, it says, The judge standeth before the door. Is it going to be your Savior at the door, or is it going to be the judge at the door? He longs to be our Savior. Jesus died on the cross to pay our debt, but he may end up as our judge because we won't accept his terms. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 and 8. I mentioned in church today, this is a terrifying scripture. I think it is. When I think about the love of God, and the mercy of Jesus, and uh, and the great sacrifice that was made, this is a terrifying scripture. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do you say that's terrifying? Because Jesus came to be our Savior. But this is talking about a Jesus that in a flaming fire is going to take vengeance on two different groups of people. Number one, people that don't know God. People, let me tell you folks, if you want to know God, you can know Him. If you don't know God, it's because you don't want to know Him. The one prayer that is guaranteed to be heard is, Jesus, I want to know you. Would you show me your ways? That prayer, sincerely prayed, and and continuously prayed, will get you on the right path. I believe that. Even if you're in the middle of a desert, he'll send a preacher to preach to you and send some water for you to be baptized in. You know, I I, I believe it. I I believe it. Sometimes missionaries think uh, they're called by God to go somewhere because they think it's because they have such a love for the souls. And they probably do. But sometimes it's some soul in some foreign country that doesn't know the truth, that's crying out to God, some Muslim somewhere saying, God, show me who you are. And then God calls that missionary because he'll move heaven and earth to send even for one person. It says, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ do you want to know God do you want to obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ how can you obey it if you don't know what it is you can't make up your way to God there aren't there's not many roads to heaven folks that's a lie I don't know who started that one but it's a lie Jesus said there was only one way, and it's through him. There are many roads to get you to the road, but there's only one road to heaven, and we got to all go in the same way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Nobody. So what is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I'm glad you asked. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that we understand that God robed himself in flesh. The Almighty God, who is the Spirit, Jehovah of the Old Testament, he's a spirit, and that spirit overshadowed Mary, and she became pregnant with with a human child that was truly flesh because it was part of Mary. But the spirit that lived inside that little baby boy was God himself. And so we see the dual nature of Jesus, truly man, but also truly God at the same time. And that's why he would make such statements that were so hard to understand. When you've seen me, he said, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. His very name, the angel said, call his name Emmanuel, which interpreted means God with us, the only God. That's why Paul in his writings, said God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. This was no ordinary man. He was a God man. He was truly God and he was truly man. That man went to a cross and died. Now, God couldn't die, but the man, Jesus Christ, died. He died for our sins. We should have been. We were the ones that deserved to be killed and crucified. But he took our place on a cross. He died for our sins. He rose again. And then he sent the promise of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2 in verses 1 through 4 we see in the first time in the history of man that God's Spirit was poured out on mankind in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so how do we take advantage of this? How, How do we take advantage of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? It says that if we don't obey it that He's going to become our judge. Well, On the day of Pentecost, Peter, when people were just for the first time filled with the Holy Ghost, Peter stood up with the rest of the apostles, and he began to preach. And he preached about the death of Jesus Christ, and how it was their wicked hands that had crucified the Lord of glory. The conviction became so strong that they interrupted Peter's preaching, and they said unto him, Men and brethren, Acts 2.37, what shall we do? What do we need to do to take advantage? What do we need to do to get right with God? What do we need to do to agree with our adversary? We don't want to go to court with them. We want to agree now. And Peter said, Acts 2.38, repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You say, why do you say Acts 2.38 so much, Pastor? Well, it's because in, wrapped up in one little verse, it tells us what we need to do to be saved. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died on a cross for our sin and to obey that gospel, have that blood applied to your life. You've got to repent, which means to turn away from sin, like our man in our accident. Ask for forgiveness, say it was my fault, I'm sorry, help me to change. And then we're baptized in the name of Jesus. The word baptism means to immerse underwater. You're baptized when they immerse you underwater, They say, in the name of Jesus Christ, just like Acts 2.38. People say, well, Pastor Bob, how come Jesus said in Matthew 28.19, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? There's no contradiction, folks, in the Bible. Jesus said in Matthew 28.19, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He said, one name. Father's not a name, Son's not a name, Holy Ghost's not a name. The apostles understood that Jesus was saying, baptize them in my name. The word, the name Jesus just simply means Jehovah has become our salvation. Yahweh has become our salvation. That's why in the book of Acts, when you see how they, anytime it's recorded how they baptize somebody, they baptized them in the name of Jesus amazing so many churches don't do that. We'll do that. If you're ready to be baptized in Jesus' name, if you've given your life to God, show up at our church Wednesday night at 7.30. I'll make sure the baptismal water's warm for you. I'll talk to you for a few minutes to make sure you're ready, but I'll baptize you in Jesus' name. If you've given your life to God, if you haven't given your life to God, I'll pray with you. Don't Wait until it's too late to settle. I'm going to just play a quick song and I'll come back and wrap this up. I'm going to maybe play some, some music on my guitar. Uh, let's play, let's see, let's play an X 238 song. Here, let's try this one. <laughs>
3: Apostolic tongue talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest to you to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal over on my knees. Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed? To be a one God, apostolic tongue talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven-bound. Believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Well, you won't catch me preaching on the street. Shy to talk to people when we meet. But then one day out on town square, a bunch of kids were gathered there, throwing beer cans at the law and shouting, Peace, peace, peace. Well, I did not intend to interfere, but someone started screaming in my ear. So I laid both hands on his head and I prayed while he turned red. And the other kid said, let's get out of here. Because I'm a one God apostolic home talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberate power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, brother. I believe in holiness and I suggest that do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God apostolic home Holy rolling, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberate power of Jesus' name. I never testify at school, not me. People will say that I'm not cool. But then one day I had enough of that evolution stuff, so I stood right up and I said, God's word is true. My teacher did not know what to do. It seemed like he was shaking in his shoes Though he knew I meant no harm He took me by the arm And said, son, what religion are you? I'm a one God, apostolic tongue-talking Holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound Believer in the liberate power of Jesus' name I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, sir I believe in holiness and I suggest to you to do the same I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed To be a one God, apostolic, hung-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer In the liberating power of Jesus' name On the job, I never say a word Uh Uh-uh figure they all know I go to church. But when my boss man called me in for a tonic and some gin, I began to think, perhaps he hasn't heard. So I said, no, sir, I am not the drinking kind. Except for a thing they call new wine. Woo! As he lost his cigar smoke, it seemed like he would choke. I proceeded to explain it one more time. I one God I song, tongue, holy tongue, tongue, and and have i believe my believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, second, five blood, spirit, brother. I believe in holiness, and I to do the same. I was set free out of Pentecostal over on my knees with a part of my shame. a one God up, song, tongue, talking and holy, and morning and heaven, my believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name.
2: Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. My kids learned that, sing that song back when they were really little. Used to sing that driving in the car together. Always had fun singing it. (coughs) A neat song because it has the plan of salvation in it and just a whole lot of other things. Uh, Kind of a fun deal. You can always remember things. You know, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy-rolling, born-again believer in the power of Jesus' name. You know, that's that's good stuff. You know, uh, during the week, this week, um, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to come to church uh, Wednesday night here at Dickinson at 730, 501 Elks Drive is our church address. We have a regular church service on Wednesday nights. On Sunday mornings, we have Sunday school at 10 for everybody. There's classes for everyone, adults, children. At 11 o'clock is our worship service on Sundays. Um, we have um, men's Bible studies on early Friday mornings. There's usually youth activities Friday nights. We um You know, there's churches in the area that you can attend that believe and preach this Acts 238 message. We've got one in Beach, one in Bowman, one in Beulah, one in, uh, like I say, Newtown, Williston, Minot, uh, Bismarck, Mandan. So there's churches all over this area. Um, If you are living somewhere besides Dickinson, you want to find out any details on that, this number I give out, Throughout the radio on the radio show, seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. That's a number that you can actually contact me personally. Um, I'm not too busy to lead you in the right direction to a good church that'll teach you um, how to be saved. But tonight, I just want to end again. We have just a few minutes. In Matthew twenty five twenty five. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way, lest. At any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Let's get things right with God now. He he wants us to get right with him now. You don't you think you have all this time, folks, but you really don't. Let's sing a couple songs here as we close the program out. Give me more darkness, said the blind man Give me more folly, said the fool Give me stone silence, said the deaf man I did not believe Sunday school Take it away, said the hungry man Although I am starving, I'll get by Take it away, said the thirsty man I'll find a drink before I die. I've got plenty of time to think of heaven, but right now there's too much on my mind. And just one more day, I'm gonna live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. Leave me alone, said the lonely man. Don't wanna let go of this feeling. Leave me to Rome, said the wanderer It's only my life that I'm stealing I've got plenty of time to think of heaven But right now there's too much on my mind And just one more day I'm gonna live this way To me, tomorrow is fine I've got plenty of time to think of heaven but right now there's too much on my mind. and just one more day, I'm going to live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. We have no guarantee of tomorrow. Beautiful story in Luke 15 of the prodigal son. He made his way home. His father ran and forgave him. I love the story. But the reality, folks, is many prodigal sons never make it home. They die out there. They wait one more day, and they don't make it. When the Bible says when we turn our back on Jesus, it's like we re-crucify him again. I wonder how it makes you feel when the prodigal won't come home. I wonder how it makes you feel when he'd rather be on his own I wonder how it's like for you when the lamb has gone astray I wonder what it's like for you when your children disobey It must be like another thorn struck in your brow And it must be like another close friend's broken vow And it must be like another nail right through your wrist It must be just like Judas' kiss Just like Judas' kiss I wonder how it makes you feel when no one seeks your face. I wonder how it makes you feel when they give up on the race. I wonder what it's like for you when they willingly disobey. I wonder what it's like for you when they willingly walk away. It must be like another thorn struck in your brow And it must be like another close friend's broken vow And it must be like another nail right through your wrist It must be just like Judas kissed just like Judas, kiss. Mm-hmm. Turn it around, Judas. Turn it around, Judas. Agree with your adversary now. While well, there's a chance. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. You never did understand. All the things the teacher was doing All across the land Yeah, so hung up on your own desires You never took time to see All in the world that he was doing Was trying to make you free so you ratted old Judas and you took your silver and you thought you were doing great But when you got sorry you turned in your money but found that it was too late Well you never understood the wherefores and you never understood the whys Go along Judas down to my way, highway, down to your own demise Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own Go long, Judas, you can die all alone Go long, Judas, cause you never did understand What the teacher was doing in the land Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own Go long, Judas, you can die all alone Go long, Judas, move your feet Right on down that Ego Street I said to go down to your potter's field go judas i'll watch you die judas but oh my friend won't you stop right here there's a fork in the road don't think you want to get lost one way leads to a potter's field The other way leads to a cross. Stop right here, there's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close our program out, God, I pray that there are those that are listening, Lord, that truly will come to an agreement with you now, quickly, while it's still time. Lord, I know it's your desire that none would be lost, that everyone would come to repentance. God, I pray that you help us get over our bullheadedness, Lord. Help us to realize how reasonable that you are and that you love us. We just pray tonight, in Jesus' name, God bless uh, next week we have a special guest taking over the program, and I'll leave it at that. Till I'm back again, Lord bless you. Come see us at church.
3: Jesus is a light And if anybody thinks they can put him out Well, they ever never don't know too much about the light That's right so when Well, When Jesus, Jesus went away, he made it very clear He went to prepare a place Where we can relax for a million years Well, they evidently don't know too much about the light. Jesus is the light. And in the Book of Revelation, the Apostle John have an amazing sight: the sun and the moon and the stars were gone, but the city of God was still shining bright. And if anybody thinks that the light can go out, well, they evidently don't know too much about the light. Is alive. He is a lie. He is a lie. Jesus is a lie. And if anybody thinks they can put him out, well, they evidently really don't know too much about the lie. You don't, don't have to be afraid of the dark. If there's a light shining down your heart. You don't have to be afraid of the dark, oh no. There's a light shining down in your heart. If you've been stumbling around in the dark too much, well it's my time for you to get in touch with the light. Jesus is alive. He is alive. You don't have to be afraid of the dark. Alive. There's a light shining down in your heart. Jesus he is alive. You don't have to be afraid of the dark, oh no. There's a light shining down in your heart. Jesus he is you don't have to be. Afraid of the dark? He is alive. If there's a light shining down your heart. He's alive. You don't have to be afraid of the dark. Oh no, if there's a light shining down your heart. If you've been stumbling around in the dark too much, well it's high time for you to get in touch with the light. Jesus is a alive. He is a alive. Jesus is a alive. And if anybody thinks they can put enough, well, they they don't know too much about the lie.